Starting a business is such a challenging and fulfilling thing, isn't it? It takes a lot of courage and determination to start something from scratch. And unfortunately, there is no way we can avoid mistakes since that's the real way we have to learn and grow in that journey. But here's the thing, we don't need to all do the same mistakes. You can avoid some mistakes by learning from others. And in this episode, I am sharing with you 10 things I wish I had done when I started my business. So you don't have to make the same mistakes and you can get there faster than me. If you are starting a business or working on restructuring an existing one, your first mistake to avoid is skipping this episode. <laughs> so take yourself something to drink and stay tuned to listen to the full episode. You ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Inner Outer You podcast, where personal branding meets style and life purpose. I'm your host, Christiane, a holistic personal branding and styling coach who is dedicated to help multi-passionate women like you find clarity and align your inner and outer messaging to build a signature style and an authentic personal brand that attracts opportunities and freedom in your life. Each week, I bring you motivation, new perspectives, actionable advice, and a little bit of tough love, all in a good mood so you can leave this place inspired to follow your dreams and serve your purpose. Now relax and let's dive in. Bonjour, hello, bon dia, my friends. Welcome to episode 8, season 2 of the Inner Outer You. 10 things I wish I had done when I started my business. Mistakes are a great opportunity to learn, but they can also hurt more than they serve, you know. I think not all mistakes need to be made by all people. We are here to share our experiences, mistakes, our learning, so that those who come after us on the journey can avoid making the same mistakes and get there a little bit faster. That's a higher purpose of the whole humanity. And if we were all following this, our world would have been less frustrating, right? There would be less frustration around. But anyway, I'm here to do what I can do. So let's just jump into it and see what are the 10 things I wish I had done when I started my business? So that those of you who are just starting up the business or restructuring an existing business can simply avoid making the same mistakes. Okay, perfect. Let's do this. So the first thing I wish I had done is starting by uncovering my calling as a human being. Uncovering your calling requires you to go deep into learning more about yourself, your passions, your strength your interest, your talent. Knowing this gives you a better overview of what your sweet spots might be. This is also helpful for you to find what I call your innovation sweet spots. Where is the intersection between those things where you can build something that is unique to you, you know? So starting with this helps you avoid getting all over the place and give yourself a certain focus from the get-go. The second thing I wish I had done is working on my personal brand from day zero. When I initially started my business, like everyone else, right, I had those bad judgments about personal branding. I was thinking it was narcissism and I didn't want to get into that box. I didn't want people to think that I just wanted to show off, etc., right? So I started my business not establishing my personal brand, not building a community around my core values, 
not talking about myself, not putting myself out there. Until I noticed that despite my multiple location, residences and activities changes, some people were still following my path, no matter where I was going, no matter what I was doing. And when I asked one of them why it is, she simply told me that because, you know, Christian, we follow you, not your activity, not the place you live. We follow you. And that was like the light bulb moment I had. And I understood that nothing else will ever be more important than you. People care more about people, not about things, not about your activities. Your people care about you. The people following you today follow you because you are you. So own it. The third thing I wish I had done when I started is starting with a signature offer. This, my friend, was a game changer. Because when I started my business, I had the wrong belief that the more small offers I would have, the easiest it would have been to satisfy my clients. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Not only does having a lot of offers can confuse your people, but also confuse you when it comes to creating content for your brand, when it comes to establishing a strategy, when it comes to sell your offers, everything becomes so more confused. Why? Because you don't have a signature offer at the core of everything you do. So it makes it more complicated. When you start with a signature offer, you get your people to know you for something that is unique to you. Something that is not only your greatest value, right? The greatest value you can offer to your people, but also something that fulfills you instead of burning you out. It is easier to build your brand around your signature offer because everything else falls naturally and logically from that point. Your content strategy becomes easier. Your other offers become easier to find. And your overall system is much more cohesive and consistent. So starting with a signature offer is the winning strategy I found. I wish, I wish I had started there. The fourth thing I wish I had done is investing in myself and my business earlier. Listen, I know people are more concerned about saving money, so they avoid investing in programs, courses, in stuff, you know, to educate and improve themselves because they think with time, they will figure it all out. Well, let me tell you this. Maybe you will end up figuring it out yourself. That's true. But you know what? You can give a value to your money, but you will never, never, ever be able to Put a price tag on your time. Your time is priceless. Investing in money sometimes can cost less than investing in time. Most of the time, actually. <laughs> so people are making a huge mistake on this because what they also ignore is that beside the time investment you make, there is always a motivational factor with it. When you risk time, you are not only risking time, you are also risking your motivation. Let's say you're just trying something and you think you're going to save some money and instead of investing in a program that can get you get there faster, you're going to spend your time trying things, getting them wrong, fix them, restarting again, getting the, trying the new things, getting them wrong. At the end, you will be exhausted. You will be tired and most of the time you will lose your motivation and that's why a lot of entrepreneurs start on that journey and they burn out and they they give up simply because what because they lose their motivation because you cannot keep trying things doing 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 
not learning from others to improve yourself and get there faster and doing all by yourself, at some point you just lose that motivation. But the thing is that the day you lose your motivation, you're done. Your money will never get it back. Never. As simple as that. The day you lose your motivation is the day you're going to stop. So not only when you avoid spending money, you're taking the risk to lose your time, but you're also taking the risk to lose your motivation. So think about it. Investing in yourself to learn what you don't know or find the help you need to get from a point A to a point B is the best choice you can make in your business because it allows you to not only save time, but also save your motivation. And at the end, you end up saving money and a lot of energy. I really wish I had invested in myself way sooner. So I hope you will not make the same mistake. The fifth thing I wish I had done is go on platforms where my people hang on, not just on the ones that I like. (laughs) I wish I had learned sooner to love the platforms where my people hang on, like Instagram. Oh my God, I spent so much time trying to avoid Instagram. So crazy. When my people were clearly showing me that they prefer Instagram. In all the interviews that I did with my ideal persons, they clearly let me understood that they prefer Instagram. But for a certain reason, I didn't want to get on Instagram. So I was trying to just get in another place, right? So it was just a waste of time. But I learned. <laughs> and I'm here to share my experience so you don't, you don't do the same mistake. So yes, go where your people are. That's how you will get more opportunities to build relationship with them. The sixth thing I wish I had done is working on a funnel strategy before focusing on generating traffic. Many business coaches and mentors talk about traffic, generating traffic, lead generation, bringing new people to your world, etc., etc. What most of them miss to explain is that traffic is only effective or helpful when you have a funnel in place that can generate sales, right? Otherwise, you will just be losing a bunch of energy and a lot of time doing things that don't bring you a lasting result. Traffic, likes, etc. are just vanity metrics. The goal is not to only generate traffic, but also to achieve concrete results by selling your offers. So if you don't have a proper strategy behind, what are you going to do with this traffic? Nothing. You will be there not having something to sell and having people at your door. You know what I mean? So this was a huge mistake I made and I'm still working on, you know, on get this done. But yes, you can avoid this. You don't need to do that. Okay. The seventh thing I wish I had done is creating lead magnets that are directly linked to my offers so that I could build a relevant email list, not just a big email list. This one is another one. I've heard people talking about how important it is to build an email list. And I wouldn't disagree, right? This is true. It is important to build your email list. The only thing is that building an email list without an offer strategy can cost you to waste time and energy. To build a relevant list, you need to know what you want to offer so you can get a list of people who can get what you have to offer. If your email list is not relevant to your offers, it simply won't serve the purpose it is meant to serve. So yes, it is important to build a list, but what is most important is not the quantity of person you have on your list, but the quality 
meaning the relevancy of your list. If you start building a list with a lead magnet that has nothing to do with what you have to offer, you're just, you know, wasting your time. You will have a bunch of people on your email list, but none of them will be interested by what you have to offer. So what's the point? What's the point of having thousands of people on your email list if it's not relevant? There is no point, right? So it won't serve you. Before building a list, think about your offers, then create a relevant lead magnet, and then start building your list from there. But if you create a lead magnet that has nothing to do with what you have to offer, you will just be losing a lot of time and energy. The eighth thing I wish I had done is putting systems, templates, and structures in place from the beginning. From the beginning. Don't expect to grow before creating those processes and systems or you will lose a lot of time trying to redo them when you're already full of things to do and pretty much ahead on your process. So there are a lot of things that you will forget, right, to do. Here's what happened to me. The first time I hired a VA, I didn't have any system in place. Like I didn't have a task routine. I didn't have anything in place. So I had to build the task as I was going in order for her to have some things to do. But I had to stop what I was supposed to do to prepare the work for her. So yes, some days I was able to do that, but some days I just didn't have time. So I had some days where I had a VA able to help me, but I didn't have the task for her because I didn't work on the processes before. So at the end, she was feeling like very useless. You know what I mean? Because she was there and I was still there, but I was not using her services. I was literally having her there, but I was not giving her a task because I didn't have the time. I didn't have the process in place to just make this step easy to outsource. So start documenting your task from the beginning. Create processes, create systems, create templates so that you can easily outsource whenever the time arrives. The ninth thing I wish I had done is create personal rituals and routines from my daily life. Time flies, you know it, right? When you don't have a proper routine, you can easily procrastinate and lose a lot of time. Creating routines helps you bring some kind of structure to your days and keep a certain self-discipline and focus along the day. Morning routines, end of days routines, daily tasks, all those are very beneficial when done intentionally and to keep it sustainable, they need to really be personalized to you and your lifestyle. I know some people just say, oh, use my routine, do like me, but it's very hard. I cannot tell you, okay, do the thing that I do in the morning. I wake up at 3.30 or 4, you know, so I cannot ask you to apply the same routine as me. You have to develop your own routine. Sometimes it can take months, right, to do that. But don't wait, just start. Just start building routines around your day so you can have some type of structure. I wish I had done this from the get-go. So don't wait and start doing it from the beginning. And the 10 thing I wish I had done is having more communication with my ideal people, my target people. This is so important. We are here to serve a group of people who have specific needs they might know or not. And even if we might know what could help them, it is important to meet them where they are. And to do so, we need to understand where they are. We need to open the conversation to learn more about them. 
we need to constantly be communicating with them so we can better understand how they define their problems and how we can help them efficiently. Not how we think they need, but really how they need, right? This has also been crucial for me to develop complementary offers to meet my people in their journey. So definitely open the conversation because it is gold. You have so many informations that your ideal person really share with you, you know. So instead of spending time just guessing what they need, go and ask them. Open a conversation. Go see where they are, how you can help them. What offer can you put in place to help them, to meet them where they are? How can you bring them where you want them to be? But you need to go there where they are to be able to bring them where you want to meet them. You see? And that's all I have for you today, my dear. Resuming the 10 things I wish I had done when I started my business and that I recommend you to do if you are just starting yours or restructuring an existing one, please do these 10 things. Start by uncovering your calling as a human being. This will help you connect the dots between your passions, your interests, your strengths and your talents. Work on your personal brand from day zero. People connect to you before connecting to your offers. Start with a signature offer. This will make everything else easier and cohesive. Invest in yourself and your business. You don't need to make all the mistakes in order to grow. You can also learn from other people's experiences. And save yourself a lot of time and energy. Those two are much more costly than the money you will spend investing in yourself, in programs and things to learn. Go on platforms where your people hang out, not the ones you like. To meet your ideal person, you need to go where they are or you will be losing your time and energy. Work on a funnel strategy before focusing on generating traffic. Traffic is only efficient when the results follow. If there is no result, you're simply wasting time and energy, my friend. Create lead magnets that are directly linked to your offer. Your lead magnet should make your offer be the next logical steps. So if your lead magnet is not meeting that point, you're getting a little bit wrong. Don't do that and create lead magnets that are directly linked to your offer so you can build a relevant email list, not just a big list. Put systems template and structures in place from the beginning. This will help you get ready to outsource your repetitive task whenever the moment comes. Create personal rituals and routines for your daily life. To bring more structure and boost your daily productivity is so important. When you work alone, this is so, you know, you easily get distracted. So having those rituals and routines helps you stay on track. And the last thing I want you to do is have more conversation with your ideal persons, your target audience, your target people. Make sure you meet your people where they are and not where you think they are. These are 10 mistakes I have made when I started my business and I am still in the process of solving them. You see how long it takes? So don't get in that trap. If you can avoid it, just do it. I made more mistakes, of course. <laughs> and I will probably share more in further episodes but for now, that's what I got for you, my dear. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Thanks for tuning in today. I'll catch you in the next episode. Meanwhile, keep it real, make it fun and sweet. If you loved this episode, here are a few things you can do to give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to be notified whenever I publish a new episode. 
leave a review and a comment so I know what you think about it. You can also share with a friend who might enjoy this content. Remember, sharing is caring. This was the Inner Out of You podcast, where personal branding meets style and life purpose. And I am Christian, your host, logging off now. <laughs>